This is Raspberry Lemonade, the Arnold Palmer of podcasts, a refreshing dive into the stories of industry professionals, both sweet and sour. And now your host, Mr. Levi. Welcome to the last episode of Raspberry Lemonade. Not forever, just for 2022. It is a very special episode. It is episode 21. Why is 21 so important? Why is that number so important? Well, a couple months ago, before starting the actual podcast, I saw this TikTok that said there's like a million plus podcasts out there, right? But only 10% of them make it past episode 21. So we've officially surpassed that amount today with this episode. So thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all the support. Got some exciting stuff for 2023. This is going to be a very different episode than previous episodes. It's going to be a bit of a end of the year wrap up. So let's get right into it. Here are the top five most listened to episodes for 2022. Starting at ranking from five to one. At number five, we had Brian Rivas. He was on the show, one of the first episodes. Thank you, Brian. We really appreciate you uh, coming on the show when you did. You spoke about knowledge about the IT industry, what that's like. Someone wanted to get into that industry, what it takes. And uh, we'll be listening to a couple clips or a a clip of that episode uh, on this episode as well. And we could talk a little more about it. So congratulations. You made it to the top five, man. Uh, number four, we have episode four, Mickey Ram. So, Mickey Ram, you're my boy. Thank you so, so much for being on the show, being a, a reoccurring guest or helping me out, co-host in, in other episodes. Your episode ranked at number four, so congratulations. And I know we'll be doing some more episodes down down the line. At number three, we have a lady guest. Our first lady guest on the show, actually. Give it up for episode nine, Joanna Segoviano from Viano Decor. It was absolutely amazing meeting you in person. I remember reaching out to you randomly one day. We had a couple people in common on Instagram. And I noticed that you had been on a podcast. So I was like, hey, would you like to come on mine? And you basically immediately said, yeah, let's do it. So thank you so, so much. Ladies, if you're listening out there, amazing episode. Really, she really embodies the girl power, you know, mentality in that episode. So definitely check that out if you haven't yet. Congratulations, Joanna. At episode two, I was actually pretty surprised about this one because it was ranked at number two but it wasn't technically an official episode it was actually episode zero the intro episode where you know we were just it was me and my my friend mickey talking about what the show was going to be like uh, a little bit about myself too because obviously no one knows who i am hopefully now you know some people start recognizing the show or what i'm doing with the show kind of the vision for it but uh, that was ranked at number two with, I think, 
60 something listens at, at, at its peak. So thank you so much, guys, for ranking it at that number. And last but definitely not least, the number one spot, the most listened to episode of 2022 goes to episode one with Rodolfo Ramirez from Pocket Square Clothing. It's an L.A.-based brand. My man, Rodolfo, if you're out there listening, congratulations. You made it to the number one spot. I can't thank you enough. Even before the podcast episode, you know, we had had uh, certain dealings before. Uh, back when I was uh, trying to do a venture with uh, ties, a lot of you don't even know that, but maybe I could tell that story in another episode too. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. I know you were still probably even more busy nowadays, but this is at the uh, beginning of the show and, and you were the very first guest, so Thank you so much for that. Okay, those were the top five. And we'll talk a little bit about number three with, or sorry, episode three, Brian Rivas. So again, Brian, he's LA based. He talked about being in the IT world, what that's like. Um, He mentioned some of the not so nice things about the industry, how it could really be a doggy dog type of situation the bureaucracy that comes with being part of a um, big companies like the ones uh, he's worked with in the past and the one he's currently working with. But at the same time, it could be very, a very nice experience if you're the definitely interested in tech or just information technology, which is what IT stands for, people. I never forgot that because of Brian. So if you want to check that episode out, there's a little clip or my favorite clip of that episode, and you'll see why. When you finally were given that shot, how did that feel? Oh man, um, it changed. It changed the game, man. It changed the game a lot. I, I mentioned earlier, like uh, I finally was able to go and start interviewing places, and I think I some look. I, I I'm a pretty good talker, <laughs> so for uh, learning how to sell myself. Uh, okay, uh, that came in handy. Even though I had really no, very little to no experience, <laughs> it was huge, uh, like huge for me. Like I, I really needed to learn how to talk to people, what people okay. were looking for, the types of people that they were gravitating to. You know, what, do they care if I'm technical? Do they care if I know this? Do they care if I know that? So it was a lot of, there was months and months of just like interviewing, figuring out like what, what do I need to know? Okay. I would take, I would take the interview questions they would ask me, the technical questions they would ask me. I would hit them back. I knew I wasn't going to get hired a lot of times. Mm. I was just like, oh, they they asked too many things I didn't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, Jay. so I would hit them back. I was like, hey, just curious, you know, what were the answers to this? What would you That's recommend? Smart, what should man. I, what should I look into or whatever? And most people will respond. It's, mm. yeah, it's uh, people like being asked questions as we're finding out today. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, most people were nice enough to be like, oh yeah, you know, you should look into this and, and yeah, that was helpful. And I would go home and I would Google all that stuff. Next episode that I wanted to share a clip from is I'm a little, going to be a little biased. Not going to lie. This is my best friend, my best friend's episode. So episode four, Mickey Ram from Ram Insulation. Again, love you, my guy. This is my favorite clip from your episode. I think it 
really encapsulates who you are as a person, what you stand for, and your company and what trajectory it's it's going in. So go ahead and give this a listen. And please tell me your thoughts. What was the last straw for you guys? Sure. So like you like you've heard so far in the podcast, as a kid was distracted, had problems with authority. My dad was a hardworking person who inspired me. My whole family does inspire me, but my dad was the one out on the field doing this really, really demanding uh, physical labor. And the final straw for me was when I started working there in 2012, uh, I would see my boss, the new owner of the company, yell at my father in front of other people. Oh, man. It was one of those things where it's like, Dad, you were an immigrant, but you have all of your legal paperwork now. Uh, you, you know, you're a hardworking person. You take care of all the aspects of the business. You're not just a, a labor person. You're a salesman. You get the jobs. You know, you measure everything out, plan jobs or projects out for this boss of yours. And he still has the goal to yell at you and humiliate you in front of people. That's absolutely terrible. It was it was infuriating. And he tried to do that to me a couple of times and I would always talk back. And it was always like I was known as, as the, the smart guy, the smart aleck uh. in the company um, because I was terrible at doing the job. I've never been good at doing what I sell to other people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never say I was the best insulation uh, uh, installer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I learned while there I was there, I was a shopkeeper. I learned how to measure um, the material out, how to, you know, uh, propose projects. Okay. I, I learned that on the job nice. while, while kind of seeing what it took money wise to do every project on the labor and the materials side. So I just, I would take mental notes. And like I said, when I saw that this new boss was just going to keep, keep mistreating my father, I said, I said, you know what? No, let me, not that I left my art dreams aside, but I said, I, I need to stop dreaming for myself and I need to start dreaming for my family. And that's when Ram Insulation started. I always tell people the first logo I drew for our company, I drew it on a napkin on my break in that company. At number three, episode nine, Joanna Segoviano. Again, amazing, amazing guest to have on the show. It was a pleasure having you on. I really, really like this part right here. Like I even felt empowered, even though I'm like I'm a dude, <laughs> but it, it was really empowering to hear you say this part on your episode. And I hope that you continue to motivate all the ladies out there, all the lady entrepreneurs and lady businesswomen. Well, I guess, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So go ahead and give it a listen. What is something or a message that you want to tell all the females out there? You know, especially the ones that are like, you know, I don't want to leave my job, maybe start my own thing. Yeah. Or, you know, especially the ones that have that type of mentality. You know, I... After being a business owner for five years and of a thriving company, I've come to realize that sometimes as a woman, you do get a little underestimated, especially mm-hmm. if you're, you look like me, small, petite, um, <laughs> you know. Chiquita pero picosa, yes. so watch out. <laughs> and, and it's funny because um, I feel like as professional as I try to be sometimes, sometimes I could come off a little hood and I get it. It's just, you know, it's a part of me. And that's where you came from. Yeah, right? yeah. So, you know, when you're working in areas like Beverly Hills, West LA, I'm like, Joe, be professional. Mm-hmm. Show up with your blazer, you know, <laughs> your A-game. So I think sometimes as a woman, you get uh, underestimated or uh, people like, 
kind of like to provide a lot of excuses like, well, women have children, so, you know, they can take it easier. Women can't handle as much as a guy or I wonder, like, if, if a woman raises her voice, oh, that's disrespectful. But if a man raises his voice, like, oh, he's just being assertive. Mm. But if a woman raises her voice, oh, she's being feisty. Yeah. You know, so what, I, what, what I'm saying is just, I would say, first of all, you can do it. Second of all, we are built for this. I really do think so. So we are made to transform, to give life, to mm -hmm. give, to nourish, to uplift. And... I think we're very powerful creatures and we just have to believe in us. Sometimes you don't yeah. need your husband or your significant other or your mom or your dad to believe in you. You just need to believe in you. Yeah. Because for me, no one, I don't know if anyone believed in me, but for the most part, I believed in me. I put all my chips on me. Mm -hmm. You know, I trust where I'm going. So believe in yourself. You don't need approval or permission from anybody else. Grab that from within. And if you have the power to give birth to children, you have the power to give birth to a business. <laughs> and you can create nice. it. And you can uplift it. Uh, number two, again, episode zero. It was the intro episode. It was uh, my friend Mickey kind of interviewing me to get or to allow the audience to get to know me a little more as a person. I've listened to this episode a couple times, actually, and... Mostly it's to listen to just how far I've come as a speaker on, you know, on a recording and now on camera. And it's a little cringy at times, but considering it was the first episode and considering it was a, it really just felt like a conversation with my friend. So it was pretty normal, pretty, the flow was very good. And this is my favorite part of that episode. I'll share it right now. And so, finally, uh, I took a chance on going to therapy. Nice. And that was the beginning of, you know, first making sense of the thoughts in my head. Because a lot of the times, I think, especially if you've been having a certain way of thinking of things for a while, mm -hmm. you kind of just take it as like, well, that's just how it is. You're not self-aware. Right, exactly. There's, self, there's no self-awareness and you just kind of accept things. Yeah. Uh, so going to therapy really helped me. It was, it was an interesting experience because I thought it was going to be <laughs> kind of like the stereotypical lying on down on the couch. and. How does that make you feel? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was nothing like that. So if anyone out there ever thinks that they need to, you know, go to therapy, by all means do it. Don't, don't let your fear of what others might say or think about you, stop you. Go take care of what you need to take care of in your mind uh, because your mind is like the most important thing to protect. Mental health is important. Yes. And once again, we come to the number one ranking spot, the most listened episode of Raspberry Lemonade in 2022 with Rodolfo Ramirez. Serial entrepreneur, he's got so many projects going on right now. He has a successful NFT project. He has a successful brand. He, uh, he's he got some big names that he's working with. I know for 2023, he's he's got some amazing stuff coming up. I really got to thank you, Rodolfo, because this first episode that we recorded, I had no idea how I wanted the show to go about I didn't really have a, an outline like I do now for episodes after that. 
but the fact that you were able to tell your story so easily it, it flowed it it shared so much value too to the listener i believe I, i've listened to it myself a couple times and i really appreciate all the detail that you give you really kept it real you were inspiring and motivating which is that's the biggest goal of this podcast that people walk away feeling inspired and motivated towards continuing to reach for their goals, work towards their dreams. So thank you. This is my favorite part of your episode, Rodolfo. What can you recommend to me personally when it, you know, when it comes to that type of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we spoke a little bit off air here, but for me, one of the very first things that I learned uh, being an entrepreneur is really to just do it. You can be scared. You can be financially not stable. You can have no capital, but uh, it's important to just kind of get out there and do it. I can share an anecdote for me. For example, when I first started my brand, I was studying architecture at USC. Uh, my business partner now, uh, we were roommates in college, and you know, I, I kind of wanted to start a streetwear brand uh, very early on because I grew up in the inner city. That's what I knew. I knew streetwear. I knew I was a sneakerhead, and so I was like, "That's an easy foray for me to go into." So I, you know, I probably spent about a thousand dollars to just buy equipment, uh, and it was all kind of like through student loans. Like uh, I did a work study program at USC, so I used some of that money to essentially buy screen printing material. But while I was studying abroad throughout Asia, I had the opportunity to travel to Vietnam. Uh, there, I had a ton of suits made. I had a bunch of bow ties and accessories made. So that kind of sparked an interest in maybe getting into the formal wear business as well. But I was like, I'm studying, you know, architecture and I'm also starting a uh, uh, like a streetwear brand. So I'll do that when I get back. Came back, found out that all of my equipment that I had purchased got stolen. Oh, no. Uh, my mom was like, hey, you know, I have some bad news. I didn't want to share it with you because I wanted you to enjoy your study abroad trip. But while you were away, someone broke into the garage and literally stole everything. So I'm sorry. Andrew, my business partner now, reached out to me and said, hey, I heard what happened. It sucks, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise. You know, you kind of always talked about wanting to do something more like GQ. You know, perhaps there's an opportunity for, for us to partner and do something that has a little bit more legs, is a little bit more complicated and more ambitious. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. 100%. I'm down. I will do this with you. Very soon, a week later, after kind of sitting down and trying to sketch and do things, realized, number one, I don't have any fashion background. Number two, we had zero money because we didn't come from money. Uh, and number four, we knew nothing about really starting and running a company. So we had to literally learn everything from scratch. So we had to, how are we going to do this? It's like, damn it. Now but <laughs> we were like, okay, we're smart. We'll figure it out. Like at the end of the day, you studied architecture. You know about composition, design. Uh, how things come together. He studied business and film, so he knew something about, okay, you know, that I know the concept behind how to start a company, but obviously we didn't have any capital. So we were like, let's take a bet on ourselves. What's the easiest way we can get $2,000? We'll both take out a $1,000 student loan. <laughs> Again, similar to my other one. <laughs> let's get so some more debt. Yeah, okay, let's get some more debt, but we were leveraging, you know, you know, our future is on the present. Right. You know, we'll right. worry about that when we'll worry about it. And so we, we took out a $1,000 student loan each and set out on a journey to establish a global brand. Uh, 
All right, we have now made it to the fan favorite section. So maybe they weren't the most listened to, but you guys really liked these episodes. And I agree with a lot of these. First up, we have episode seven, the two bros from Chicago. You guys, I mean, how, how do I even describe you guys? Like, you're just awesome people. Awesome people. You guys are two brothers for sure. So close to each other. I, I really admire that. The fact that you guys are doing business together. You guys got some flips going on. Uh, you got your jewelry business. Your uh, oh, The other one's escaping my mind right now. But you got like three businesses going on at once. The story of how you even came into oh, the grocery business. How you came to the grocery business. And right as the pandemic was hitting. That whole story. If you haven't listened to that episode, highly recommend it. The next episode is actually something that I decided to call a spiked episode. Kind of like spiked lemonade. Huh? Uh, you get that? So the spiked episode is literally called spiked episode. It's between episode five and six. And that one had to do with NFTs, specifically tykes. What is tykes? What is an NFT? Well, if you want to learn a little more about that, definitely listen to that episode. We spoke to Cam Dior, a.k.a. Bam, for those of you that follow him on Instagram. and He explained a little more of what the Tykes NFT will do and how it will disrupt the real estate market. And also just NFTs in general, what they are, kind of really breaking it down. Uh, Hopefully it helps you understand a little more what an NFT is. I know talking to him helped me so there you go all right and the last fan favorite that we're going to share today is episode five lucas barcelo from the solar company solaire now a little bit about lucas amazing amazing guy down to earth met him in vegas he runs a i want to say multi-million dollar solar company if not it's definitely on the way and his story, it's insane. I'll just give you a little little piece of it. Him and his girlfriend at the time quit their jobs, basically did a road trip across the country, explored the country. And when they came back, they started this successful solar company. It, just the story is insane in itself, just that part. But on top of that, all the adversities that he had gone through up until that point, it even passed starting the company it's a must listen if you haven't listened to it already episode five people okay we're almost there guys it's almost the end of the episode it's time to talk about now my favorite episode we have had some amazing guests we have some more amazing guests coming up for 2023 but for some reason maybe if you haven't listened to it and you listen to it you will see why this episode has been my favorite so far. I'm talking about episode eight, Russell the Magnificent. My man, Russell. Oh my goodness. How could I even start to describe this guy? He he just dropped so much knowledge on that episode. So, so much value. We really went in deep talking about the importance of self-identity how the way you see yourself right now 
really affects who you're going to become down the line. It's going to affect the actions that you take to become whatever you're trying to become. So I just, oh my goodness, that he talks about what it really means to be a man. And especially nowadays, there's a lot of opinions and he really breaks it down very well. Uh, what it means to be a man. Uh, he learned that while in the penitentiary, by the way, he was incarcerated and all the knowledge that he got f during that time, because he had a lot of time to read. He really shares so, so much, so many stories and experiences. Uh, he is a barber by trade, but he has so, so much to share to the world. And in that episode, we just get a glimpse of it. So, here is my favorite clip from that episode, and I hope that it encourages you to listen to the entire episode. Trust me, if you only listen to one episode of Raspberry Lemonade, this is the one. Episode 8, Russell the Magnificent. When you tell people that you were in prison, what tends to be like the reaction to that? People uh, immediately become uh, very, well, in some cases, people become standoffish, and we can I can see where... Uh, people might be a little apprehensive about uh, talking to me. I think what people don't understand about people who had spent a long time in prison is that we received an awful lot of therapy. The state of California spent... Tell us more about that. Oh, my goodness. They spent millions of dollars providing therapy for people who had life sentences because the last thing they wanted was for someone to be released from prison and for them to have another Willie Horton situation in other words a guy gets out yeah on, on, you know parole or a furlough and then you know does something awful right. no politician want, wanted that and so they decided to spend millions of dollars uh, on therapy which was the very best thing they could have possibly done we had some of the best therapists in the state of california so that when we came home we were prepared we had the tools uh, to deal with everything we had one therapist she was really good she said to us when you guys get home, you guys are going to be like observers in an insane asylum. And your first order of business is to make sure that the insanity of the asylum does not become your insanity. You guys need to understand that people on the street don't have time for therapy. They have only have time to raise their kids, go to work, get an education and pay bills. So That's the right. advantage that you have is to be able to sit down in the yard all day and work out your issues and your setup and your family you know, your, the origins of your family and the generational dysfunction that you have, people on the street don't have time for that. So that when you get home, you're going to have to make sure that you don't fall into the same trap that you fell into before you got, because your inability to navigate your family of origin and your community of origin is what led you to us to begin with. Mm. She said, never give up your power. You always have the ability to turn your back and walk away. Wow. So that kind That's of thing amazing. enabled us to really navigate. Once we came back home, we were able to really navigate and make our way. And to continue with the tradition of the last question of every episode, we always ask the guests, if you had to choose your current life soundtrack, what song would that be? I decided to share my favorite answer to that question for 2022. It was... Featured on episode two with Aaron Perez, a pharmacy technician. And he said that his favorite song or his, sorry, his current life soundtrack right now or at the time was Drive by Incubus. 
And the reason that he shares that he really likes this song is absolutely amazing. So I'm going to just let him go ahead and say it. And we'll listen to a piece of the song as well. If I had to only pick one, Drive by Incubus. Ooh, I like that. Because... And like, and like the song makes a very good comparison to life, you know? Mm. It's like, who's in the driver's seat? Is it me or my fears? You know, like, am I letting my fears take the wheel? Or am I conquering those fears and taking control and not letting them stop me from achieving whatever it is I want to achieve that day? That's deep, bro. Dang. Aside from it being a very, you know, chill song. Right. Very catchy, too. Very catchy, too. That the meaning behind it is really um, motivational. And a special thanks to you, Aaron. Thank you so much for being one of the first guests on Raspberry Lemonade for that excellent song choice and why it was so meaningful to you. It really resonated with me. I think it's a great song to end 2022 with. So there you have it. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show today, tuning in, whether you're listening or watching today. That is the end of the year wrap up. I would definitely like to do something like this again at the end of next year. 2023 is coming up, people. What is the message for 2023 that I want to share with you? Simply put, generously give, graciously receive. If you give people value, you're going to get value back. Obviously, you don't want to do it with the intention of expecting it back. But the more you give, whether that's your time, your funds, your energy, whatever that may be, when you give it generously, it tends to come back, sometimes even tenfold. So going into 2023, let's go ahead and do that. Let's keep sharing positivity, good energy, all that good stuff. I'll leave you with that. Thank you so much for being here. This has been the last episode of Raspberry Lemonade for 2022. Your host, Levi. Please like, share, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Take care and have a beautiful day. This has been a Redbird Studio production. We hope you've enjoyed the program.